wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. On today's show, brought to you by Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now, use promo code LOCKEDON, and get $10 off that first order. We're going to talk about another Royals loss, and then we're also going to talk about the unwritten rules in baseball, as well as COVID coming down and striking the Kansas City Royals for the first time all year. So let's start with last night's Twins game. The Royals lose the series to the Twins as they lose on Monday 4-1, to cannot pull out a split of the four-game set. The Twins scored four runs on nine hits. Nelson Cruz provides two home runs. In the fourth off Chris Bubich and in the seventh off Newberry. Why are the Royals still pitching to, to Nelson Cruz? Why why are they still pitching to Nelson Cruz? I mean, I hate to put it this way, but you almost give him the Barry Bonds treatment. I don't intentionally walk him every time, but certainly don't give him anything to hit. And Nelson Cruz, after the PED thing in Texas, he's found a fountain of youth and he's become an even better hitter. I don't know when he's going to age. I don't know when he's going to fall off. But it certainly does not seem anytime soon. Nelson Cruz was incredible, murdering baseballs all weekend long against Kansas City. For the Royals, you get seven hits, you leave seven guys on base, and you go one for seven with runners in scoring position. Your only multi-hit game was from Mike Alfranco. Hunter Dozier... Kept your home run streak alive. He hits a home run in this game for your lone run of the game in the ninth inning when all was uh, pretty well lost, obviously. But still, your home run streak is alive for, I believe, the fourth consecutive game or the third consecutive game that someone hit a home run for Kansas City. This time it was Hunter Dozier, who's been just incredible since he returned from the COVID list. But the lineup... Same issues as before. This this is kind of who the lineup is is at this point, and this is kind of what they've shown that they are. They're a team that leaves a lot of guys on base that can't come through with runners in scoring position, whether it's bad luck, whether it's bad hitters, whatever it may be. They're not getting it done with runners in scoring position yet again. One for seven last night. Uh, Chris Bubich was on the mound, uh, goes four innings, gives up four hits, two runs, gets four uh, strikeouts with four walks. And gives up, of course, that monster home run to Nelson Cruz. I mean, this is what this is what you do whenever you put your baskets, you know, your eggs in the basket of a rookie pitcher uh, who hasn't pitched above a ball. I mean, you're going to get shelled sometimes. That's just how it's going to go, and that's how it went tonight uh, against a very very talented Twins lineup. 
And then Tyler Zuber comes in, has a nice little bounce back, finishes out that fifth inning, uh, only gives up one hit, and gets two strikeouts after getting rocked uh, the game before he, whenever he pitched. Uh, and then Ian Kennedy comes out of the bullpen. As we talked about yesterday, he was in that opener role. He was amazing on Saturday in that opening role. Uh, and he comes in, goes one inning, goes up two hits, and a run as well as striking out one. It's tough. I mean, he looked really good as an opener, and that might be, as I said yesterday, that might be the best place for him in terms of in terms of getting all you can out of Ian Kennedy, all the production you can out of Ian Kennedy and protecting Jacob Junis. The problem is, uh, as the days go by here, it looks more and more like this team is not going to contend for the postseason, so you're going to want to make trades of Trevor Rosenthal. You're going to want to make trades of Ian Kennedy and who's going to trade for an opener. But on the flip side, he's shown you there's something about coming out of the bullpen he just cannot do right now. It's just something about it. And Kennedy, again, uh, goes from carving up this Twins lineup on Saturday as an opener to giving up two hits and a run in one inning of work. Jacob Newberry, I mean, who cares, honestly? I hate to say that to Jacob Newberry, but as we've talked about, this this season is either going to be about competing or it's going to be about developing. And Jacob Newberry, to me, falls in neither of those categories. I know he's only 25 years old, but whenever your pick, you know, in the 37th round, I, I don't think that Jacob Newberry's in anyone's plans for this team whenever they get good again. So for me, uh, who cares about what Jacob, what Jacob Newberry did yesterday? Ty, uh, Kyler, Kyler, Kyle Zimmer goes one inning of clean work, and he's kind of on that borderline. I mean, he's like another prospect that the Royals have. He's 20 years old. They've fallen in love with, with the Zimmers of the world, with the Starlings of the world, uh, with Brett Phillips. These older prospects who they just do not want to give up on. And, and to Kyle Zimmer's credit, he's pitched very well this year. He really has. He's pitched very well this year. So maybe this was this was worth it. Maybe not giving up on him was worth it because he's pitched very well this season. So that's a bright spot uh, for the Royals, who's had a lot of bright spots in that bullpen. That's another one with Kyle Zimmer. As far as the lineup goes, uh, again, you, you I like Nicky Lopez at that two-hole. I really do. Uh, I, I wonder what's going on with Salvador Perez. He's had some eye uh, blurry vision the last two games. That's what got him pulled yesterday and what got him scratched the day before. He's had some blurry vision, which is odd to me. I mean, they, th- they once thought it was going to be due to a migraine. I guess the migraine never happened or never passed, and he had it again last night. That's, that's kind of weird and a bit scary, and honestly, uh, hopefully they wouldn't jeopardize his future for a meaningless baseball team. And again, the, the qualifiers can all be out there. They're nine and fourteen right now, but with a good week, uh, they can be right back in it because it's, it's you know it's an eight-team uh, playoff system now. But the bottom line is, they've if if it if it offends you to say the Royals are are a uh, non-playoff team at nine and fourteen with terrible batting averages, with t- with no uh, walk numbers, with high strikeout numbers, leaving guys on base, one of the worst teams with runs in scoring position. If that offends you. This is not the podcast for you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it just because of the Royals. I mean, I'm just not. They're a, they're not that good of a baseball team right now. The bright side of this is, if you want, if you just need an optimistic side with all of your baseball, as some of you uh, have so eloquently pointed out uh, to me about being negative, uh, the bright side is, here in two weeks, you'll be done with playing the Twins. Uh, you'll be back to playing the Tigers, the White Sox, uh, you know, the Cardinals, the Pirates. You'll be playing those teams to where you can maybe make a little bit of a run 
those teams are better than you, but they're not overwhelmingly better than you. And I don't think the Tigers are better than you. I know they called up Casey Mize. I know they've got off to, to a much better start than you did. I don't think the Tigers are better, but that's just me. You, you, you look at the Tigers and Pirates, I don't think that they're better than the Royals. And then if they can upset the, the, the Cardinals, if they can upset the, uh, you know, if they can get the Cubs back again, even though the Cubs are playing fantastic baseball, and then beat the Brewers, uh, this season can turn around for Kansas City. But as of right now, as of the time we're recording this, and this is what happens with an everyday show about the Royals. You have to talk about what's happening and not what could happen. I mean, what could happen is the Royals never lose a game again this year and go to the World, World Series. Who knows? Uh, but that's not likely, and that's not what we've seen this team do. We've seen this team be a bad baseball team. Uh, but credit to Mike Matheny for changing things up. I, I do like Nicky Lopez at, at the second hole. I like putting Mondesi at nine. Uh, and and they need to start having a real conversation about Mondesi uh, and, and what he's going to be in the future as we look at Bobby Witt Jr. coming up and, and we look at how good he can be. Are we really going to make Bobby Witt Jr. move positions for Mondesi? Something to think about moving forward. We have plenty of time, years to talk about uh, that decision. But I do want to tell you what you don't have years to do, and that's to go buy Built Bar because you need to buy them right this second. BuiltBar.com is a fantastic website because they offer a phenomenal protein bar that, ch- that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and get all the protein bars your heart can handle because they are fantastic. Fantastic. They have six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You all know that my favorite the first go-around was the banana nut bread. They're sending us new boxes here uh, this week for these new flavors, and I cannot wait to try it. Low calorie, but high in protein. Great for pre-workout, great for post-workout. It's great for the health-conscious person losing weight, maintaining weight, while indulging in a delicious treat. They have low calorie, low sugar, but high in protein, high in fiber. Great for the keto diet. Uh, this, this is what you want to get involved in. Because even if, even if you are saying to yourself, "I've tried protein bars before. They have this weird aftertaste. They're really chalky." That's not the case with Built Bar. It's 100% chocolate on the outside. They truly do taste like a candy bar. So go to builtbar.com right now. Use promo code Locked On and get $10 off that next order. So for the Royals, they do not have a game today. It's been postponed until tomorrow. A seven-inning doubleheader will be made up in its place as they take on the Cincinnati Reds at Kauffman Stadium. Uh, The Reds have been dealing with COVID in their locker room, in their clubhouse, and they don't have any positive tests, but the MLB is going to be abundantly cautious. This seems weird to me personally. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a health expert. I'm sure that baseball should have people better than me to surmise the outcome of this series. But to me, if there's no positive tests and you feel comfortable playing in 12 hours, it's a little bit weird to me. But that's the that's the update. So no game today for the Royals. Another off day for Kansas City. They've had like four in the last few days here with rainouts and scheduled off days. But still, uh, no game today. They're going to be off. They'll play a doubleheader tomorrow, seven innings at Kauffman Stadium before they take on the Twins yet again. It's just a weird scheduling quirk where uh, the Royals have only played the Twins and the Reds for a month. The Twins have only played the, the Royals and the Brewers for a month. So it's just a weird scheduling uh, thing that happens in a crazy 60-game season. But that's all the Royals news for today. I do want to touch on the unwritten rules of baseball. Because, uh, to me, I know this did not happen in a Royals first whatever game. This did not happen in a Royals game. Uh, this happened in, in Texas with the Rangers taking on the, the Padres. Uh, but it does impact the Royals. It impacts, it impacts everyone in baseball. Uh, it impacts this podcast. It impacts 
the baseball world, the landscape of baseball, the unwritten rules. If you didn't see it, last night, Fernando Tatis is, is up in account 3-0. He's taken three straight balls. Uh, he's gotten a home run that night already. He is an electric player. He's one of the most fun players to watch in all of baseball. He, he's a young, electric, amazing player that baseball should be marketing towards. And up 3-0 in the count, up seven runs in the game in the eighth inning, Fernando Tatis swings at a pitch, 3-0. It just so happens that pitch goes over the fence for a grand slam. The tie, the... MLB home run uh, lead right now with Mike Trout, the best player in baseball, and some say the best player to ever play the game. I don't agree with that, but some say he's one of the best players to ever play the game, Mike Trout is. So the moment here was a grand slam by a stud, by a young stud that is just a phenomenal player and someone who can truly draw in fans. A grand slam by him to tie him for the home run lead at the shortstop position with Mike Trout. That's the situation, but yet afterward, Chris Woodward, this loser, Chris Woodward, what's he ever done? Let me know. Who is Chris Woodward? Did any of you know the name Chris Woodward before I said it right here on this podcast? Give me a break with Chris Woodward. Uh, the manager of the Texas Rangers comes out and says, oh, he shouldn't have been swinging uh, up 3-0, and that's why we threw behind the next batter because he shouldn't have swung 3-0. It hurt our feelings. We were already losing. Why did you have to make us lose even worse? Shut up, Chris Woodward. Give me a break. If you don't like it, don't get down 7 nothing. If you don't like it, don't get down 3-0 in the count. How about that? Don't blame the guy who took you deep uh, for taking you deep. That's your fault. You, you were the manager of a team that sucked. And by the way, back in 2003, why didn't the Rangers stop scoring on the Orioles whenever they are up 30-3? to Unwritten rules my ass. This unwritten rule business is going to kill baseball. This, this, this is exactly why. The fact that yesterday you had one of your most electric players, your youngest players in baseball, that hit a massive grand slam that went a long way and could have been on a, a bajillion highlight reels, is now covered up by the fact that Chris Woodward is a snowflake. This, this is getting out of hand, and it's the exact reason why your average audience in baseball is 57 years old. It's, the, it's not about the games lasting too long. They last just as long as football. It's not about any of that. It's about the fact that baseball is not viewed as fun because what is fun about doing your job very well, being excited about doing your job very well, and then you're going to get punished for it. And then you're going to be forced to apologize for it. Imagine if Patrick Mahomes threw his sixth touchdown in a game and, and the Chiefs were up, you know, 37 to zero, and, and the opposing coach said, Yeah, you know, I, I, I know that, you know, the, the sixth the sixth touchdown pass of the game really ties the single game record. Uh, and I know that on the next drive he broke it, but honestly, I would have preferred that they just started taking knees in the fourth quarter because we were losing by so much. It was unnecessary to drive up the score instead of celebrating history. Now, Tatis didn't make history last night, but he still did a pretty damn cool thing. And it was covered up by a snowflake named Chris Woodward. What has he ever done to be demanding uh, things of superstars? What has Chris Woodward ever done? What respect should we show Chris Woodward? Chris Woodward, you're going to be fired in two years. I don't give a damn what you think. Unwritten rules. This is the exact reason why baseball is dying. This is the exact reason why it's it's at a, a even pace with hockey in America. And I never thought that would be the case. It went from the top sport in America to even with hockey. 
with hockey. Because you have people like Chris Woodward who are snowflakes. I, I, I just cannot believe that Chris Woodward is going to demand an apology because his sorry-ass pitcher got down 3-0 in a count and gave up a grand slam. Pitch better. Manage better. Play better. The unwritten rules of baseball is why this sport is dying. You took the best highlight of the night. A young, what is he, 25 years old shortstop for the Padres. Son of a, son of a big leaguer. Been around the game a long time. Good story. Electric player. Good player. You took a, a two-home run night that was capped off by a, grand, a, ma- a mammoth shot grand slam. You took that and turned it from a highlight to an apology fest. The Padres manager is boneless and spineless. I don't know his name either, but he he apologizes. Tatis is boneless and spineless. He, he, he apologizes. Chris Woodward complains and cries, and he's as soft as Charmin, Chris Woodward. And what did it result you in? What did it get you in? You are a laughing stock right now as a sport. Because you have these, these asinine, unwritten rules. Write them down then. Unwritten rules. If they mean that much to you, write them down. But this is not how you grow a sport. You don't grow a sport by taking all of the life and all of the energy out of it. Why do you think that basketball is one of the most popular sports in, in America right now? Because the players have personality. Because the highlight reels are incredible. Because after the play, they are very energetic. They're very petty. They have celebrations that sometimes mock the other team. I mean, did you see what happened with the whole seeding games this this uh, you know this season where Patrick uh, where Patrick Beverly is mocking Damian Lillard who missed two clutch free throws at the very end of the game against the Clippers, and then the next three games Damian Lillard goes off for fifty and sixty points, and that storyline is built, and that storyline captivates an audience. This could have turned into something huge. For a loser team like the Rangers, a bunch of losers over there, and for a team like the Pirates to get together these next few nights, this could have turned into a, a massive thing to where, you know, if the Rangers blow out the Padres today, they could show up Tatis. And Tatis would love it. It's amazing that the only place that baseball is big, the only places baseball is big is in Korea, it's in the Dominican, and they all play the same style of baseball. They all play in your face. They all play loud. They all play fun. They play passionate. They give a damn about baseball. The places where baseball matters, the places where baseball is a culture, the places where, the places where baseball uh, is a lifestyle are the same places where bat flips are acceptable. The same places where there's people, drums in the crowd, and those horns you hear at the FIFA World Cup, I don't know what they're called. It's the same places where they don't sit down at a whole baseball game for the entire length of the game. Because there's bat flips. Because there's guys swinging up 3-0. What would have been better? You're asking one of your best players in baseball, Tati says. You're asking one of your most fun and electric players in baseball to give away an at-bat because your pitcher sucks ass so much. That's what you're asking him to do. 
You're asking because your pitcher sucks. I want to take the bat out of the hands of the the handful of people that can help this sport grow. Because my team sucks so bad. And it hurt my feelings that I'm the manager of a sorry-ass team. I want you to think back to the Royals run real quick. And we'll end it with this. To, to, to prove my point even further of why this stuff is good for baseball. Think back to the Royals championship. The World Series. The one they actually won. Okay? Even the one they lost, hell. But think back to the one they won. The, the most, one of the most iconic moments was Lance McCullers striking out Kansas City, doing the neck chop, thinking the Astros had won the series, and then Kansas City coming back two games later, or a game later, or two games later uh, from that. Kendrick Morales, it's a, it's a massive home run, throws his arms out, uh, jogs around the entire diamond, gets the home plate, steps on home plate, and neck chops back at, at Lance McCullers. He took the show up of, of, of McCullers. He did it back to him when he got him back. That's all you had to do. Do it back to him when you get him back. And, and then what's the most iconic gift right now on Royals Twitter uh, when, when something happens that's very positive? It's Gerard Dyson after swiping a bag down a run, by the way. Swiping a bag and revving up, you know, like a motorcycle revving up. With his shoulders cocked back. I don't know how to explain it. I'm not that hip. But still, that's that's one of the most iconic, uh, you know, images too of the Royals run. Billy Butler did the same thing whenever he swiped the bag, which, by the way, that should have made hell freeze over. But still, Billy Butler did the same thing. Those are two of the most memorable moments of a championship run. And Tatis didn't even pimp this. It isn't like he threw a, he threw a Joey Bats bat flip for no reason. All the guy did was swing at a 3-0 pitch and hit a grand slam because your pitcher is sorry as hell. The sport is dying because of things like that, and it needs to, it needs to stop, it needs to change. And Chris Woodward, give me a break. And he better be lucky he's a manager. He's going to be fired in three years, and no one will remember his name, but still, he better be lucky he has a job right now. Chris Woodward. I mean, you know, I wouldn't like it no matter who said it, but if Buck Showalter said it, if if some old head said it that 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 truly deserves respect, that truly has respect in baseball, I would I would disagree wholeheartedly, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't be as furious because I understand where they're coming from. They're coming from an old school mentality. They made their bones in this league a long time ago. They're stuck in the past. But Chris Woodward, who the hell is Chris Woodward? Can anyone answer me that? Who the hell is Chris Woodward? You don't like the guy swinging up 3-0. Don't get down in the count 3-0. Don't throw three straight balls. Throw a strike every once in a while. How about that? Try to throw a strike. I'm sick and tired of these unwritten rules that suck all the fun out of baseball and turn people away from baseball. Because the more people you turn away from baseball, the less people that are going to be interested in baseball, which means the less money that's coming into baseball, which means that baseball will eventually go by the way of the Dodo Birds, or at least by the way of hockey where they're never relevant into the postseason, which is already happening to baseball a little bit. Nationally, you're lucky to get talked about uh, with baseball until the postseason. Uh, but I'll tell you what could have been talked about is Fernando Tatis tying up the home run lead over the Texas Rangers. But instead, we've got spineless people in baseball who who 
just love this unwritten rule that you can pull you out of your ass every single time you turn around. These unwritten rules. Give me a break with unwritten rules. Be good and be good to one another.